You're listening to episode 139 of Shades Midweek. This is a podcast where we talk about theology, culture, and all things Shades. My name is John Mark DeRoe. I'm inside of Three Stream Studios, bringing this podcast to you all, joined by my co-host, Jonathan Haves. Jonathan, it's great to see you, man. We are getting close to Christmas. We're, We're coming upon our fourth Sunday of Advent this weekend. How, how are things going at your household? How are you doing right now? Man, I am doing fantastic. I'm so excited. So excited uh, about I, I don't, I just get pumped. Um, and you can kind of generally gauge my level of pumpness by how mad I think I'm going to make my wife. <laughs> In the, right, in the well, gift giving, not listening in the gift then. giving process. <laughs> yeah, let's hope not. But you know, you know, somebody already got an early gift this year, John Mark. Yeah, we, who's that? Oh well, we're Sands One Brad Brown. Surprise! I mean, even though this might be the only legitimate time he's had an excuse not to be here. I mean, you know, not when he got married, not when he had a kid, but but this time, this time he's got a legitimate excuse. Uh, Brad got the gift of surgery, everybody. So, yeah. Yay, I guess. Now, this was a planned surgery. Yes, it, yeah. it did not come out of the blue necessarily. Yeah, so for the past couple of years, uh, Brad's knee would bother him anytime he'd be active. And because uh, they met their medical deductible this year through the birth of Elizabeth Ann, Brad's like, maybe I should go get an MRI just to see what's up. And the doc's yeah, like, yeah. Not a bad idea. Yeah, you've been living with a torn ACL. <laughs> I just don't even know how that's possible. I mean, I obviously it is. So the text I got, so he had the surgery on Monday, and it went well. Everybody everybody should know that. Right. Surgery was a success. Uh, as, but the text I got of what the doctor said afterwards was that when they went in, the ligament was gone. Oh, my goodness. How, how I, I guess, like, if it tears and then isn't used, it just shrivels up. Like, I don't know. That's nuts, though. But yeah, so be in prayer for Bradford as he's making his recovery. Hopefully, we'll get to see him sooner rather than later. Brad, we miss you, um, and congratulations on getting the first Christmas gift of the season with your bum knee. You know, it's been a few big months for him, for the, for the Browns <laughs> really altogether, has. you know? <laughs> a lot of events happening. Well, you know, it's a big month for us, too. It is. It is, and we're not going to let Brad's surgery dampen our spirits because it's Christmas, and we, and we got a gift. We got a gift in our inbox this past week. You know, we complain about not getting emails, and we and, finally got one. And the Lord gives. You know, the let's go to yeah. that place. The email cord. It's been so long, we've that forgotten was, how to go there. Could have been better transition. That's okay. Though. One uh, golden email from Tanisha Garnier. And the subject is questions for you, we pray, united we pray, that if you didn't listen to last week's episode, we interviewed uh, Isaac uh, Adams and his uh, partner, um, Mr. Suter. And uh, so these are questions she has for them. She says, uh, seemed like y'all had a great time with Austin and Isaac on the pod. Would have been nice to have a black woman's perspective i i said it like that y'all because this is this i'm trying to get her emphasis okay it's in it's italicized jm the word woman's is italicized i gotta witness okay a black woman's perspective 
But I guess there wasn't an at-home free-in-the-middle-of-the-day member to call upon. Bummer. And then she gives us the winky emoji. Clearly, she was sarcastically telling us we totally should have called her and included her in the podcast. We apologize, Tanisha, greatly. She says, no, but for real, lots to think about. If and when y'all have them back, and in parentheses she says, I mean, Isaac's obligated now as a part of his new staffer duties. We made lots of jokes that Isaac's on staff now. Anyway, uh, close parentheses. She said, if we have him back, uh, I would be geeked for a conversation about raising black and brown children in predominantly white churches. Instagram tells me uh, they, that's Isaac and Austin, are both in interracial marriages. And Isaac mentioned having children. So it would be interesting to hear their thoughts, along with their wives even. Uh, I, I think that's a fantastic idea. Could be really cool. Yeah, could be could be a lot of fun. Uh, I mean, we definitely want to have them back on. It'd be a lot of fun to have their their brides here. And I think that this is a fantastic uh, question, and I think they'd have great perspectives. Yep. She continues. Also, what happened to my preacher's wives episode idea? Tanisha's referring to the uh, us having all of the pastor's wives do an episode. Tanisha, we promise we've not forgotten. We are trying. Uh, Brooke has volunteered to host that episode. She has. So we're, we're working on it slowly, but surely we're working on it. It's coming. She says, I'm thinking good, a good one for March. And she put, she put Women's History, so March is Women's History Month. Uh, or May, she put in parentheses, Mother's Day. Uh, then she said, also glad y'all enjoyed your old raggedy taco <laughs> tour thing that you never invited me on. And she gives us the face where it's like, both eyes are closed, and it's, it's like the, what do you call this face? The annoyed emoji? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Not amused emoji. Um, we apologize, Tanisha. We apologize. We, we do think we're going to go to one more place before this is over, so may, maybe maybe you'll get an invitation. Yeah, the the taco tour normally comes up randomly, so it's not very It's not planned. well planned. <laughs> so if you're available, you know, 15 minutes before we go, I mean... Then great. It usually it usually is a text from one of the three of us fifteen minutes before lunch going tacos question right. mark. Anyway, she says uh, she ends by saying, "Okay, enough salt for one email. <laughs> Bye." <laughs> oh, Tanisha, thank you for your email. It is always a joy to have you email in, and we lo- bring on the salt. We love it. We love it when you get salty and sarcastic with us. But thank you for your email, Tanisha. And yeah, all good stuff. Yeah, all good stuff. We've got a number of episode suggestions that have been written in that we need to get to at some point so don't worry we're putting them all in the docket at some point it, it may take us a while to get around to them it's hard to schedule you know episodes sometimes and we're here during the day some people aren't always available during the day time to record so it makes things tricky but we definitely want to take some of these suggestions on and try to get some of these episodes going we do but we can't do it today Right. Because, so we've got some stuff lined up for the rest of the episodes for the rest of the year. And so today, we're going to kind of throw together two things we've done really over the the past couple of years. Right. Uh, and one of those is kind of like we've done year-end review stuff. We're not, we're not going to do that full scale, but we are going to do it with JM's album of the week. That's right. Here we go. JM's album of the week 2022 yearly edition. My top 10. JM's album of the week. Albums of the year. 
albums of the year, right? Top <laughs> need ten. To, need to make a jingle for now. Albums did you put of the these year. in order from like I did number ten to number one? I That's did. You're better at this than I am. You're more experienced. You know what's interesting is a lot of these albums I have not. I've featured several of them, but not all of them really? on on uh, JM's album of the week. And part of the reason is because. Well, sometimes I can get behind in my log and, you know, there's there's albums that I want to feature and then something happens for that episode and I change my mind last minute or something like that. So then I get behind. And then uh, actually one of these albums that made it into my top 10, really two of them, I really didn't get into until the last uh, several weeks. And so I just haven't had time to feature them on JM's album of the week this year. But I will try to be brief here. Um I'll play just a quick snippet of some of these albums, not like multiple minutes. We'll try to get through this thing in less than five minutes. We'll see how well we do. My number 10 album comes from an indie group called All Vase, and the album is called Blue Rev. So this has a real alternative indie feel. This band's been around for a little bit, Allvays, and they put out a new album this year called Blue Rev. It came out in October. I enjoy it. Upbeat, energetic, lots going on, great production. Nice. Kind of, kind of a shoegazy wall of sound. So that's my number 10. All right, number nine. And I'm going to be bringing these up on my Spotify as I'm doing this and while Andrew Thompson texts a group text that I'm in. Had to put it on Do Not Disturb. <laughs> All right, here's one that I did feature on JM's album of the week. This is Broken Bells, their album called Into the Blue. That's my number nine. This is, of course, the supergroup side project that comes from the lead singer of The Shins and producer Danger Mouse. This song's called One Night. It's my favorite track on this record. Check it out. They kind of explore a lot of sonic sounds from the 70s and 80s and they just put together a fun record that uh i really enjoyed it came out a couple few months ago all right so that is my number nine number eight number eight what song should i choose here let's go hmm. no maybe not this one <laughs> all right if anyone's familiar with Wilco, you like Wilco at all? I, I haven't done a lot of Wilco listening. Okay. They actually don't sound this country. This goes back to their early days, but they put out a new record this year that is a, I mean, it is 21 songs. It's a double album. Goodness. It's an hour and 17 minutes. The album is called Cruel Country. I've not featured it because this is one that I recently got into, listened to the whole thing a handful of times while I was raking leaves in my yard over the weekend, which if you have a lot of leaves, you know yeah. how long that takes. <laughs> you know. So I had plenty of time to check out this record. It's called Cruel Country. Artistically, it's, it's a really good balance of using country western motifs and music to also critique uh, the country that we live in but also talk about why he loves it as well and so there's a it's a really good balance of thoughtfulness and songwriting check out that album nice. it's incredibly long 
but if you have time to listen to it. But while you raked your yard, you were able to listen to it six times. I, right. <laughs> this is number seven. The, the, the number seven. This is Louis Prince. The album is Flounder. This album came out in February. I featured it many moons ago on JM's album of the week. This song is called Is It Dark Where You Are? And I like this album. It's experimental. It's all over the place. It's got surprises. Their record that came out two years ago was really good, too. All right, let's move on. Number six. The Sound of Silence. Number six. Female artist, Wise Blood. I've showed you her before, Jonathan. She had a record out a couple of years ago. She sounds like Karen Carpenter. You remember that? I don't know if you remember that 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 one that I showed you, but this album is called And In The Darkness, Hearts Aglow. It's a little bit of a downer. It's a slow burn. I'm definitely going to like it then. <laughs> this is kind of the vibe, pretty much the whole record. Sitting at this party Wondering if anyone Beautiful songs, I, beautiful I, I, voice. I, I like the, I like it off the first line. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's seventies and it's great, man. A lot of great chord progressions. All right, man. Number five, dude. Getting into the top five. This one I am really excited about. I literally did not know this was a thing until last week. Man, this is so much fun. Just wait. Give me that old time screaming and shouting. Go up, tell it on the mountain. Come Faith on. Faith too strong to be left out in way of trying God. I don't need the pills you take just to feel the spirit moving. Brother, I ain't slept in days all without drugs to use. Tyler Childers, he's a country artist he's been around for a few years he went in a different direction on this record admittedly i'd never listened to him before i knew he was a younger country artist he went real gospel on this record country gospel oh my goodness the album is called can i take my hounds to heaven <laughs> which i really enjoy oh, now here's the it. trick on this album they recorded three different versions of each of the eight songs what? on the record. So it's technically a triple album. This is Way of the Triune God, the Hallelujah version. Uh, there's also Jubilee versions of each song and Joyful Noise versions of each song. have a favorite version of the record the joyful the, the hallelujah, jubilee the hallelujah. the hallelujah because the hallelujah is more of the straightforward gospel country the jubilee supposedly they added horns and strings to the songs okay. and then the joyful noise they did sampling and remixing got gotcha, gotcha. of the songs that's a cool concept though yeah so he grew up in a free will Baptist church. I don't really know what his status is in terms of his faith, but he does talk about his faith some in the interviews that I've heard. You know, he may 
have more of a uni- universalist view of, of salvation, but I, I don't really know. I, I'm not going to try to go too deep into it because I just don't know. I literally just discovered it last week and only heard a handful of interviews. So that's number five. Number four, I did feature this album, Angel Olsen, Big Time. Another, another great female artist. Oh my goodness, female artists just killing it this year. Although I did not feature Taylor Swift in my top ten. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> you just, you just alienated so many people. <laughs> I love this album. I love her voice. I love the the vibe, the direction. That's that's another one of our uh, listener suggested episodes in the docket is the Taylor Swift episode where we got we got to get Elizabeth Sturgeon in here. Right. And I've featured this album before. All right. Next up. Be a Badoobie. I featured this one recently. The album's called Beatopia. Another female artist. Shout out to all the women 2022 that are killing it in the music. This song's called See You Soon. This whole album's cool, man. It's just fun to say Be a Badoobie. Yeah. It's got a teenage angst, this album. It's got a little bit of the emo. We all know that's up my alley. Bia Badubi, check it out. The album's called Beatopia. All right, number two, almost Did done. The number guys. two. We're, we're really, we're really going on a journey. It's taking me a little longer, but number two, the smile. Radiohead side project of Tom York and Johnny Greenwood. The album's called A Light for Attracting Attention. It sound if you know Radiohead, it sounds like Radiohead without the rest of the members of Radiohead. <laughs> you you realize how important Johnny Greenwood and Tom York are to the sound of Radiohead when you listen to this album. Not a lot of side projects are really good. This one is very good, very very good. I highly highly recommend it. As is my number two and number one. Oh oh, I don't know that I'm ready for it. I think I know what it is. You don't know what it is. I don't know what you it don't is. Don't know what it is. I don't know. No. All right. Hit me. This was probably one of my most listened to albums, new albums, anyway, this year. This one came out in early, early 2022. This one came out in May. It's by the band Arcade Fire. They've been around for many, many years. The album is called We. This song is called The Lightning Part One. It's a concept album. I... I listened to this album from top to bottom many, many times this year while cutting grass and driving in the car and going on trips. And I love it. I love it. Those are my favorite album. I thought the songwriting was great. Mm. Production was great. I like the songs. Uh, it just kind of hit, hit everything for me. But really, when you have a top ten like this, they're all pretty close to one another. You know, really, you're just kind of splitting hairs at this yeah. point. So there you go. There you there have you go. it. There is JM's. Top 10 albums of 2022. All chosen whilst doing yard work. Pretty much. (laughs) I'm sensing a theme of when you listen to music. Well, I listened to something like 40-something thousand minutes on Spotify. Oh, my. This year. Wait, 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 wait. I I, got to do some math. 
40,000 minutes. I forget the exact number. JM, I don't know what this says about you, but that's 666 hours. <laughs> How many, what does that translate into days? 27 days. Yeah, and I think it was actually Holy more cow. than that. I think it was actually more like 46 or 7,000 minutes. Oh, my word. I can't remember the final tally, but I, I looked at it. I, I think it was close to a possible. month. It was close to a month that I had listened to Spotify this year, so I'm pretty proud. <laughs> you know what my number one artist was this year that I listened to? What? what? Dave Matthews Band. Really? It's because yeah. you went to those two concerts. I was back in. To back. They told me I was in the top one percentile of Dave Matthews. Of Dave band listeners over two thousand minutes. That makes me so proud. Dave, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, yep. Play that. Stop it. Um, nobody wants to listen. Brad's to that. not even here today. He's not, and so it, he doesn't get to partake. Yeah, and I'm very sorry that he's not because Brad, you know, he does this book club thing, so he would know how to do this upright, like JM just did. He'd have you a top ten, and he'd count down from number ten to number one. I just have ten books. <laughs> I don't, I don't have them in order or anything like that. That's great. And I'm gonna run through them fast, and I'm gonna give them to you by kind of like uh, genre. So I got two fiction books for you, only one of which will other people enjoy. <laughs> really? Okay. Um, so one, and some of these I, I did list when I got to be a guest on Bradford's Book Club. But so coming in the fiction category, I've got Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. Read that for the first time this year. Oh, I should also say my books are not books that were released in 2022. Okay. Okay. They are books I read. You, books you read in this 2022. Year. Yes. So Frankenstein by Mary Shelley. And then uh, The Silmarillion by J.R.R. Tolkien, which I am almost done with for the second time. (laughs) And most people would not read it once, but, you know. That's an undertaking. Here we are. Here we are. I can do no other. All right, I got two that come in kind of like the Christian living uh, category, if you will, that generic category. Uh, One is called Enjoy Your Prayer Life by Michael Reeves. Um, It is a very short little read and well worth your time. The other is called Marriage by Paul David Tripp. You should read anything by Paul David Tripp. I was able to lead our marriage community group through that book, and we had lots of fruitful discussions. All right, and then my other category that has two in it is a church-slash-ministry category. Uh, one of those books was called Spirit and Sacrament by Andrew yes. Wilson, which we read together as uh, a staff. And if you're looking for a book that describes kind of like why we approach Sunday morning and worship together the way we do at Shades, that's the closest thing I got for you in print. Um, and then another one in the church slash ministry category is a book I got sitting right here, actually, Saints, Sufferers, and Sinners by Michael Emlett. Uh, Loving Others as God Loves Us. So this is a book designed to help you come alongside your brothers and sisters in Christ, meet them where they are, and uh, and offer good and godly counsel. And so if you're kind of like, man, I don't even know where to start when it comes to being able to help someone else who is in the midst of difficulty. This book, little book right here, highly, highly helpful. All right, I do have one more category with two, and that's the theology category. So another one that we have read together as a staff is Spiritual Warfare by Sam Storms. Don't necessarily agree with everything in it. I challenge anyone to find a book on spiritual warfare in which they will agree with every single thing in it. But let me tell you, Sam is attentive to detail. 
he wants to be thoroughly biblical. And if you want to read some wild stories, mm-hmm. um, it's a, uh, it's a book that'll take you for a ride. Mm-hmm. So, but that's been a fun one again to discuss together as a staff. And then the other one for me in the theology category is the sermon on the Mount and human flourishing, a theological commentary, Jonathan Pennington. We finished up the Sermon on the Mount right at the end of 2021, headed into 2022, and this book was just absolutely fantastic, not only in helping to understand the Sermon on the Mount, but just in ministering to my own heart, just in the way of Jesus. All right, I believe that's eight books that I have given you, so my final two books, uh, one, what, what genre would I put this in? I'd put this in like the apologetics genre. Um, and it's called Why God Makes Sense in a World That Doesn't by Gavin Ortland. Mm. So Ortland in that book uh, takes the approach of like trying to he, he's trying to talk about you know the existence of God, why uh, from an apologetic standpoint and and towards the end of the book, are you specifically not just for like theism in general, but for the Christian? concept of God, but he comes at it from a different angle than you're used to. The best way to explain it is at the very beginning of the book, he says, rewind the clock 20 years, and the number one question amongst like college-age students about Christianity was, is Christianity true? So from the apologetic standpoint, you're trying to argue through these proofs. And he said, now, amongst that age group, the number one question is, uh, is Christianity good? And so he takes you through some of the classical arguments for God's existence, but through that lens. And I thought it was uh, absolutely wonderful. It'll be a great encouragement to your faith. Mm -hmm. And then my last book would come, I guess, in the category probably of ethics. And that is one we have talked about a lot right here on the show as of late. And that is Talking About Race, Gospel Hope for Hard Conversations by none other than the right Reverend Isaac Adams. Man, here. we've been giving Isaac some love lately. We have man. been giving Isaac some That's love. That's awesome. And I don't know if it still is, but last time I looked, Amazon had a sale on this book. They did. For $2. I saw, I noticed that. Uh, $2. I blew my mind. Who doesn't I have mean, $2? I already had the book, but I was like, maybe I should just buy it and just give buy it to a bunch somebody. Of, <laughs> bunch of copies. Anyway, so go check and see if it's still there for 2 bucks and buy it. Give it away. Anyway, so yeah, so those are 10 books in no particular order that I enjoyed during 2022. Maybe once Brad's leg is healed, we'll let him talk about some books, but probably not. He'll probably want to talk about TV shows. That's Uh, his big thing. Television shows. Whatever. You know, how many minutes do you think you spent reading? Oh, goodness. I I bet it would be a month. Uh, Well, if you include, so if you include all reading, yeah, probably. I mean, I'm sure it would be up there. Yeah. Um, because my reading is so weird. Like, because right. I think when most people think about reading books, they think about sitting down with right. a book. You're and studying a lot. It. Yeah, yeah. So like, I'm in like a bunch of different books, and not necessarily reading them cover to cover all the time right. and everything. And so, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. That would be an interesting thing to track. Come on, Spotify. <laughs> yeah, help me track my reading. <laughs> Actually, there are apps out there for like tracking your reading, and I I did use one one time. Um, for a little bit, but then I was like, "This is going to be a source of pride." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got to quit like, doing you're this. You're just going to read so that you so, can just so get that your I can I get my minutes up. So you know, Spotify just does it for you like automatically. It does. It's it's kind of nice. So 
Anyway, all right. Well, that's enough about albums and books, and that's kind of all we're going to do as far yeah. as year-end review stuff. Yeah, we don't have movies. You know, no. man, I, you guys know me. I love movies, yep. but I just – this year it's just been really hard – uh, to sit down and watch a lot of new ones. Now, I went back and watched a lot of old movies this year. So if I gave you a list, it would not be current. It would be like, here's a bunch of 80s movies that I watched right. this year that nobody cares about. So I'm not going to bother <laughs> with all that. But Patrick, you know, if you're listening, man, write it. Give, give me your top 10, top 20. You always have a good list that I appreciate, Patrick Smith. So... Yeah, and that that's pretty much it for I guess for our year in review in terms yeah. of our favorites. Yes. But we want to take the rest of the show to do something that we uh try to do annually around this time of year because this is our only opportunity to do it. And that is to talk about Christmas. And last year when we did our Christmas episode, JM helped us introduce it with a lovely, lovely little uh club what would you call it? Collection? Collage. Collage. Sampling. Of of Christmas tunes, and none of us knew it was coming. It came out of nowhere, and it was just gorgeous. <laughs> it was like Christmas slapped you in the face. Um, and we went looking for that because we wanted to do the same thing again this year. And, and unfortunately, we couldn't find it. Yeah, I don't know where it's at. I sent it to myself in my email, I know for a fact, and now it's gone, so I must have deleted it. We're going to attempt to play it from last year's episode, if I can find it. Yes. So, to here it is. Love Chestnuts oh, roasting on an It's a Christmas episode, everybody. All right. It is a Christmas episode, everybody. There it was. I'll work on a new one for next year. All of my laughing was from last year. That was last year's laughter. That's oh. true. But yes, it's a Christmas episode. And, you know... We've done a lot of different things for Christmas episodes, and and usually we're shooting pretty broad. Yeah. And, you know, we're doing traditions and foods and things. And so what I want to do, I wanted to narrow in and get a little bit more specific this year because, Jim, I I have a Christmas movie that is Mm -hmm. my favorite Christmas film. And I know it's, it's up there for you. I believe it made, like, your top three. Um, it, it may have. And and Brad just doesn't understand uh, how beautiful of a film this is. And it was brought to the forefront for me again this year because they dropped a sequel to it. What am I talking about? I'm talking about none other than A Christmas Story. Mm-hmm. A Christmas mm-hmm. Story. So they dropped a sequel called A Christmas Story Christmas. It's on HBO. I have watched it. You haven't seen it yet, have you? I have not. Yeah, and, and and I understand because sequels are a dangerous thing to to things that are like a part of your childhood. You know, it's really hard to live up to expectations. I will say that in general, I, my final verdict's still out, but in general, I believe I enjoyed the sequel. But it brought all of this back to the front forefront for me, and so I watched a Christmas story again this year. I watched it with my children, um, and they laughed 
their heads off. I, and I got more enjoyment out of them enjoying it than than anything else. But so I thought we could take just a few minutes uh, to talk about why we love this movie. Um, and then uh, I've got a, a little something else that we can do uh, kind of towards sure. the end. So I think I'll just get us started. I think for me, there's just this, uh, there's this sense of nostalgia. And what I mean by that is not just that I loved this movie when I was young, but that the movie itself is this retrospective, right? It's this adult looking back on when he was a kid and seeing Christmas again through a kid's eyes. And so I think the movie I enjoy, because it has this nostalgic uh, thing in my own life of it was a part of my childhood, but it also just in its format of, of the story that it's telling causes me to feel again. Like it's hard to feel what you felt as a kid about Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of gives me a little bit of that, you know, when I watch it. I don't know. What about you? What is, if you're going to like some kind of big reasons you, you like this movie. So when I think about A Christmas Story, I know that a lot of people will resonate with what I'm about to say. I think about pre streaming. Yes. And I think about its association with 24-hour wall-to-wall repeat a Christmas story on TNT or TBS uh for 24 hours starting on Christmas Eve through Christmas Day. That's what I think about That's awesome. when I think about a Christmas story. I I we had direct TV. We had like satellite growing up as a kid. And I can remember it coming on and my parents like wrapping other people's gifts and stuff on Christmas Eve and just having that movie on a loop. And it's just one of those movies that you can, like most Christmas movies that you're familiar with, you can just walk into the movie at any point, sit down and enjoy a section of it that's super rewatchable or that you just really love a lot. And so that that is what I associate a Christmas story with, it just being on all the time, it seems like, at Christmas time on television. When it's really just, like I think, on TBS for like 24 hours. Man, you, you, <laughs> you talking about that ability to walk in at any moment. I actually, I was thinking about that as I was thinking about the movie. How because of again, I think this has to do with the storytelling format. You know, it's the, it's this boy remembering these moments of his life, and so while yes, there is this overarching story that ties the whole movie together, each scene is what somewhat self-contained. Yeah, you know, it where it, it's almost like you're watching a series of sketches. Yeah, you know, and so you can kind of walk in, and 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 I thought about this too as I was trying to think. Okay, what are like the classic moments? from the movie and it's all of them yeah it's like <laughs> it kind of is every, every it's like but it's like memes before memes like you yeah. know like like everything every one of these scenes itself so so when i start thinking about uh favorite scenes you can throw out yours i i think about um the bumpus dogs you know, sure coming in and eating the turkey i think about the leg lamp scene yep you know, you think about the flagpole scene where Flick licks the flagpole and gets mm-hmm. his tongue stuck to it. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which, have you ever have you ever gotten your tongue stuck to anything cold? I have not, but let me tell you this real quick. I, you know, I I don't know if I've told the midweek audience this, but on Tuesday mornings I lead a Bible study group of second grade boys. They're kids that go to Moses School, and we meet at 
the coffee shop on Tuesday mornings and we walk to school. And just so happens that I think a lot of the kids have been watching this movie uh-huh. because as we approached the school this uh-huh. week, multiple kids in my group <laughs> stuck their tongue no. to a flagpole no. outside of the school. No. Uh, thinking that they could get it stuck, which it wasn't cold enough. I'm about to anyways. say it's Alabama. It was probably it's like <laughs> it was like 55, 60 degrees. It was windy, but not as cold as it uh, is in the so Christmas. So you just story. have all these kids out there licking a flagpole. Guys, stop! That's so gross. Please. So I have not gotten my tongue stuck to anything. Oh, I've never gotten it stuck to a flagpole or something like that. I've definitely been outside. Uh, before when it was cold enough that uh, my tongue has gotten stuck uh, to like uh, um, a, like ice. Mm. Um, don't ask me why I was drinking water with ice in it when it was cold enough outside. To, but like an ice cube would just stick to my tongue kind of thing. So, But no, I never licked a flagpole. So, but yeah, you think about that scene um, or like the bullies. Yep. Um, the, yep. What, what was his name? Uh, he had yellow eyes. <laughs> oh gosh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head right now. Yeah, I mean Farkas. <clears throat> no, Scud. Scud. Uh, I can't remember. I feel like that's right. Farkas definitely sounds yeah, right. I could be wrong. And he had his little crony with him. Um, but yeah, so the the bullies are the the little orphan Annie scene, an underrated scene. The I decoder. Think. Yes, the decoder pen. I love that. Um, there's the the Chinese restaurant with the duck, <laughs> the duck head. You have to love it. The Santa scene where he gets the boot to the face. There's the buying the tree. There's the flat tire with the fudge. There's the pink rabbit suit. There's the little brother in his snow suit. There's all the daydreamings. I mean, my goodness, it's literally the entire movie. It is the entire. I challenge. I challenge someone. To find a scene in that movie that everybody would not automatically remember and somebody go, oh, that's yeah. my favorite scene. Yeah, there's just a lot of iconic moments throughout the film. It's it's really yeah. incredible. So something happened for me. I wonder if this has happened for you. Have you watched it with your kids? Yes. Okay. So something happened for me specifically this year um, in that as I watched it with my kids, the movie hit different Like as an adult. Like, I very much, uh, so as a kid, as you're watching this movie, I mean, you're kind of viewing it mainly through the eyes of the kid. And, you know, the big deal throughout the entire film is Ralphie wants a Red Rider BB gun. And so as a kid, you just feel this joy when he finally gets it at the end and all that kind of stuff and everything. But it hit different for me. Um like I this year watching it, like I paid a heck of a lot more attention to the dad, mm-hmm. um, and kind of what was going on with him, because as a kid, I think you're just like, man, the dad's kind of this like standoffish, uh, kind of scary figure, like authority figure, you yeah, know, very old school, right? You know, it's what the '40s or '50s in the in the film, yeah, yeah something like that, and uh, you know. It, and the the only time you really, I think, as a kid, kind of laugh at the dad, or at least for me, is like the leg lamp scene. <laughs> you know, the the rest of it, you're just kind of scared of him uh, as like he's an adult authority figure. But watching it this time, like the dad is the one who ultimately, like you don't feel it until, especially until you get to the end of the film, but he's attentive. Right. Like he knows his kid 
and he's paying attention even though you don't know it. Right. Um, and loves his kid and wants to make Christmas special for his child and all of this. And so makes that purchase uh, there at the end. And so rewatching even that final scene, like watching the dad's joy that he gets oh, yeah. out of all of this. Um, I don't know. It just hit different. I resonated with it a heck of a lot more. Well, and you got to love any anytime there's a secret gift as we're going to get to. Anytime there's a secret present on Christmas morning as a child is is always the most fun when the when the parents withhold a little bit and then you finally get that thing that you've that that you really wanted that year for Christmas and yeah. and there it is it was like a surprise at the end. I, so you doubted the whole time. Oh, right. They're not going to they didn't get it right. for me. Is you know? is that how your parents <laughs> would do that kind of thing with you? Sometimes. So Somet- there was there's a few times. Yes. So that's definitely the way that we do things with our kids. Like Christmas right. is a build up. Like right. whatever oh, yeah, whatever the sure. big gift is yeah. is coming last. Definitely. It was definitely it was definitely opposite for me growing up because so we did Santa growing up mm-hmm. and uh and Santa didn't bring everything, but but like, you know, he did your stocking and then like one big gift. And usually it was like the big thing that you were asking for right. that year. And so you right. kinda you'd come in with your eyes closed and they'd tell you right. to open your eyes and boom, there was the thing and all right. of that. But I, I didn't think about that till just now, sitting right here, that usually our, it, not always, but most of the time, our big present was on the front end Yeah. Um, as, as a kid. We do that the opposite in my house. Anyway, so yeah, but that's kind of what we wanted to do here in honor of A Christmas Story um, and getting you know a little bit more focused and more specific this year for Christmas. Uh, we want to ask the question, what is your red rider bb gun mm. like when you reflect on your childhood what what year and you don't have to know the year but like what christmas comes to mind where it was like man that year i knew what i wanted i hoped i longed and i got it and this is kind of like the king of christmas presents it may not even be by any means the most expensive present you ever got i mean a red rider bb gun still to this day you can buy for like 25 30 bucks mm. um you know but it was for you as a kid. Like, it was the thing. John Mark, how about you? You got a Red Ryder BB gun story? Uh, a, a favorite Christmas gift? It doesn't even necessarily have to be as a child. Just whatever. Sure. Well, there are, yeah, there's a couple of things that come to mind. So you can I'm only have to one. Narrow down. You can only, no, I'm just kidding. You can, tell multiple, <laughs> you, you can tell multiple stories. I don't know if I want to share multiple stories, but. I have two. Okay, okay. Um,. One of my favorites was a surprise. Let's not count that one because I actually didn't really ask for that, but it was awesome. Okay. I didn't ask for it. (laughs) So I'm not going to count it because the whole point of this is... Do we get to know what it was, though? The whole point is that Ralphie was asking for this He was longing. Yes, that's the point. Um, But you're not even going to tell us what that was. (laughs) I got to know what it was now. Well, when Auburn was really good at basketball back in the late 90s when I was a child, my parents got me got us tickets to go see oh, Auburn that's awesome. play over the Christmas break. I had never seen Auburn basketball in person, and it was amazing. We we destroyed Tennessee. It was so much fun. Um, sorry, Scott Ledbetter. <laughs> sorry, Scott. Uh, we had a great team that year. Uh, but I would say two things come to mind. One would be... I had been asking for a PlayStation 2 
for probably the entire year. I had the PlayStation 1. I had had it for many years and enjoyed it, got a lot of love out of it. I got that for my birthday, and I had asked for a PlayStation 2, and I knew, I was like, man, it's, I knew the whole time, like, this is an expensive gift. Probably not going to get it. I already have a video game system already. And then um, I... Uh, they did the they did the whole classic thing that we've talked about this whole time where you you like open everything else open everything else and it kind of gets to the end and I'm like gosh I guess like I really thought like man I asked for it and I talked to him about it and I was probably a young teenager at that point you know it's like man I, I guess they just I guess they just didn't get it and sure enough from behind somewhere that I had not looked, behind the couch or something. They're like, oh, there's one more gift over here. What is this? What is this? I'm like, I'm still doubting. Like, this is not it. It's not going to be it. Sure enough, I opened up that awesome package, and it was a Sony PlayStation 2 and and a couple of video games to float. You wept with joy. wept with joy. (laughs) That's awesome. Video games. So, yeah, uh, that was probably one. And the other one, I won't go too much into detail, but uh, actually when I was a little older, when I was 18 years old and I had just, so I had gra- I believe I had graduated high school already, so it was the the winter basically after I had graduated high school in that, that spring. Uh, my parents, I had been asking for a laptop computer, an Apple laptop computer which at the time was a power book that's what they called it right right uh didn't think that i was gonna get it and it was like the last thing even as like 18 years old they hit it from me (laughs) to the very end i love it and i just completely lost my mind when i opened it up and it was a mac oh my because i you know my parents are not I, i love my parents they're they're you know i i was born when they were a little bit older and so they're not always like the most like technologically savvy. Sure, sure. And <laughs> so I just didn't think like they're never gonna even if they buy me a laptop, they're not gonna get the Apple. It's right, gonna be right. like an HP or right, right, right. A Dell or something right. like that. And I wanted that iMac. I wanted that <laughs> Mac so bad. And they got it, dude. They they knocked it out of the park. That's I couldn't awesome. believe it. That's so those are my Red Rider BB guns. I love it. I love it, man. <laughs> Electro expensive electronics. <laughs> right, right. I'm sensing a theme, dude. You you've got to watch Eight uh, Bit Christmas. I do need on, to watch on that. HBO because it basically is uh, a Christmas story, um, virtually, but it's it's set in the 80s and the kids after a game system. He wants a Nintendo. Oh, I love it. So um, he wants that original. Original yeah, the original Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, and it's got a it's got a lot of fun moments in there, especially you know, um, for for kids that were born around that time, right? And everything. So anyway, what about you, Jonathan? All right. Well, uh, so one that they did hide from me, and it was it was the last thing kind of thing. And and my parents have been known on occasion to do a scavenger hunt. So there was a scavenger hunt to find this last gift, and it led to uh outside to the trunk of my parents car oh my goodness and i don't remember how old i was uh i think i was late middle school but they got me a uh a cocker spaniel puppy oh my goodness i got a puppy man and i lost my mind and just was in love (laughs) um so i won't i won't tell the end of that story right now because it's very sad um it's a little while later and it's very sad (laughs) 
Oh, wow. The, the dog dies in the wow. end. Down, oh, my oh my goodness. But Christmas Day this was a, great. This is an old yeller. This is an it old is, yeller it situation. Is, it is. Oh, but no, if I was going to go, though, with like the one that is the most like uh, the Red Rider BB gun situation, when I was in late grade school, early middle school, kind of like fourth through sixth grade, my number one hobby was drawing. Um, I loved to draw, just pencil drawings. Um, and there was, uh, we actually talked about this on the Amen Corner episode. Mm. Um, there was a show, a little family Christian show called McGee and Me. Oh, yes. And the kid, the main character in McGee and Me, he, he was an artist, liked to draw and stuff. And, and the little character McGee was one of his cartoon illustrations that came to life. But in the, in the intro, like the music intro to the show, uh, the main character's drawing this and he's doing it at a drawing table, mm-hmm. like like an artist drawing table. And I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And I wanted a drawing table so bad. And in my mind, this was like, you know, a million dollars. Like there's no way my parents could afford to get me this really nice drawing table with one of those cool little lamps that you pull over and it's got this like tray yes. on the side for all your pencils and erasers and stuff like that. And uh, and that Christmas when they walk, so I have two older sisters, so they they would make us walk in one at a time for the big reveal of your stocking and what Santa brought. Wow! And so you're just sitting on the other side of the door listening as Sister One goes in and hearing. So you just don't even her see what joy. They, so no, you don't no, even know what I don't even happen. I don't know what's going on in that room. I'm just hearing her freak out, and then I gotta wait for Second Sister and oh my hear her freak out. Oh man, it felt really bad for my younger brother. He was standing in the hall by himself. <laughs> At the end there, listening to all of us. But anyway, so when they let me in to the room and do the whole one, two, three, open your eyes kind of thing, dude, there it was in all of its glory. And we have a photo of me, and I am literally probably like a foot to a foot and a half off the ground. Oh, my goodness. I like leapt, like did a classic hands on my face, lost my mind. If you want me to, I can try to find this picture, and we can use it. Uh, in our, our Instagram sure. post, I'll see if I can't locate this thing. But anyway, but yeah, so that was my that was my Red Rider BB gun was uh, a drawing table. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that, and we're we're about to do one other thing uh, before we start calling some people here on Shades of Midweek. But I was on Instagram earlier. This is meant for video, but I'm gonna just share the audio on this podcast. Okay, there's a. Uh, an account that I follow that posts funny videos and they posted a video of uh, these two kids opening their Christmas present on Christmas morning and it this looks like an older home video and it's a Nintendo 64 and you just listen to the reaction here of uh, the children when they open this This kid is about to have a stroke, an aneurysm. Now it's in slow motion. (laughs) It's just screaming. I think they're excited. They're not even opening it. They're they're trying to open the box. (laughs) Oh, my word. They are losing their minds. You got to love it. You got to love it. All right, well, to close up our Christmas episode today, 
We're going to make a couple of phone calls and ask people what their Red Rider BB gun is. So, JM, whenever you're ready, let's dial someone up. Tanisha Garnier. Yes. You are live on Shades Midweek right now. Oh, okay. Hey. <laughs> well, listen, we just, we, we read your email earlier and we were just like, we have to call her this week. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We, uh, we, we are going to call you next time we have uh, Isaac and Austin on. Absolutely. For sure. But today's for something much less serious. We're doing a Christmas episode. And are you familiar with the film, A Christmas Story? I am familiar with it. Okay. Well, well, it's not trivia about that. All we're asking is, we're asking everybody, what is your Red Ryder BB gun? In other words, what was like the best Christmas present you ever got growing up? It doesn't necessarily have to be growing up, but what's like your most memorable Christmas present? Most memorable. Uh, Let's see. Andra. Oh, hold on. Real life here. It's all great. Um, first, no, best Christmas. Oh, I'm on the phone. Um, I'm gonna say I actually just told Ezra this story. It wasn't when I was a kid, though. No, that's Does that fine. matter? No, no, no. Come on. Okay. In college, I lived in an apartment, and I always had like my friends over just to hang out, study, whatever. And I would always get really sad if they were like, oh, I'm really hungry. I got to go to McDonald's or I got to leave. And I'd be like, no, please stay. I'll like make you something. I'll make you a sandwich. Do you want a quesadilla? And it just became a running joke. Like, I'll make you a quesadilla. (laughs) (laughs) uh, For Christmas that year, uh, my mom surprised me with this deluxe. I think it was George Foreman brand quesadilla maker. That's it awesome. was red <laughs> and I literally opened it and, and like openly wept, just like <laughs> sobbing. I was like, Oh my gosh, how did you know? And she was just like, It was on sale at Sears. I was like, No, this is perfect and I'm like sending texts to all my friends like, No, I can make the biggest quesadilla ever and you never have to leave my house. So that's that's what I'll say. It's my best. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Yeah. You know, Tanisha, I, I had a Ashley and I got a quesadilla maker when we got married, and I loved using it. And then Ashley is, uh, she loves to just get rid of clutter, um, yes. just anything that is in her way. <laughs> she will start to. Yep. Throw in the garbage, and I love it about her. I, we we need it, uh, but she threw away our quesadilla maker one time. Yeah, so. ours. Uh, we it got dropped in one of our moves, mm. and the little handle thing that kept it closed uh, broke. It's and another so old like, yeller this story. Is, <laughs> this is really not worth keeping, even though it brought me such joy. Oh, Seeing a pattern here that makes me so sad. <laughs> I was so happy a moment ago. I know. I had it for you. Like, like for real. I had it for a really long time because oh. I got it when I was in Tuscaloosa, and it broke when we were moving from our last apartment to our townhouse. So. Well, thank <laughs> thank you for taking our phone call and sharing your story with us. That was awesome. 
No problem. All right. You have a great day. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey. Mr. Walmsky, you are live on Shades Midweek right now. How are you doing, sir? Oh, my God. Hello. <laughs> oh, we're doing a Christmas episode right now, and we are calling people uh, kind of along the theme of the movie A Christmas Story, and we are asking, what is your Red Rider BB gun? In other words, what's the best or most memorable Christmas present you got growing up? It doesn't even necessarily have to be growing up. Just, like, favorite Christmas present you've ever received. Um, hmm, well, I, when you first said that, uh, the first thing that came to mind is something I didn't get, but that I wanted <laughs> as bad as he wanted that thing, oh which my. was a go-pad, I, um, a motorized scooter, uh, g- gas-powered motorized scooter that I, I knew a few people that had one. But my favorite, we, we, um, we gotta, we gotta tell Rachel that she needs to get you this go-pad. <laughs> <laughs> um... I really don't remember. I mean, I got a digital camera one year, and that was a pretty big one. Oh, that's awesome. That I, I remember loving. Did you ever um, get a musical instrument? I, was there ever, like, a musical instrument? Like a guitar or uh, something? There's got to be. And the thing is, I got, like, the, all the guitars and stuff, I got kind of just handed down from dad. Just, like, I see. Not as a big gift. Right. Um, shoot, I don't know. I don't think I have a great answer. No, man. Those are fantastic answers. A digital camera, that's great. The kids today will never understand or appreciate <laughs> the gift that was a digital camera. That's true. That's um, true. Well, dude, thanks for answering our call during the middle of the workday. Of course. <laughs> All of right. Course. We'll holler at you later. All right. All right. See you. You know what I love about him getting those guitars is that was totally AJ just wanting to be able to buy a new guitar. So he's like, here's my old one, son. You know, I started to think about that, just me personally, after he said that. I was like, "What would I hand down a guitar? And I'm like, I don't think I have enough money to just buy a new guitar. I don't think I can. I'm not in a place. I'm not in a situation I'm not, I'm where I can just give away my guitars. No, I'm not there yet. Yet. Oh, that's funny. Hey, son. Hello, Miss Sharon. You are on Shades Midweek Live right now. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm well. Excellent. How are you? I'm doing great. John Mark's here with me. Hey there. Hey, John Mark. We are calling a couple of people because we're doing a Christmas episode right now. And have you ever seen the movie A Christmas Story? Oh, my goodness. Uh, my son acted in the play, Jonathan. Well, oh, okay, but I don't, I don't know a lot. I know he gets tongue you, stuck you, on a frozen <laughs> hole. <laughs> you don't have to know anything. We're calling people, just asking them what is their Red Rider BB gun. In other words, what is your favorite Christmas present you ever received? Doesn't oh, ha- it can be as a wow. kid? Doesn't have to be as a kid. But what when right. you think of like memorable Christmas presents, like what what comes to yeah. mind for you? Oh my goodness. This is going to make me sound like such a nerd, but when I was a kid, my dad uh, surprised us with a reel-to-reel tape recorder, and I had three siblings. The four of us just thought that was the most exciting thing, so we had this tape of us screaming about getting a tape recorder. That's (laughs) awesome. That's great. That's awesome. What what would you use that tape recorder for? Well, 
That's a good question. My dad was the Baptist choir director, so I'm sure we used it for choir stuff. Awesome. I remember another Christmas that I asked for melody bells. John Mark, I later played handbells, but this was uh, this was uh, before that. I asked for melody bells, and they gave them to my sister because they got mixed up on which kids wanted them. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, you know, we all have these little clips. These little blips oh, in the, in so the Norman Rockwell painting story of our childhood. Oh, my word. <laughs> oh, my word. Well, thank you so much for answering our call. Those are both great stories. Well, good. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. You as well. We'll talk to you soon, Sharon. Okay, bye. Thank you, bye. bye. Have you ever gotten your kids mixed up? Like, who wanted what? Yeah. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. I was thinking. I was like, I don't think. I don't think that's happened yet. That's that's hilarious. And and hand did. So you grew up in Pentecostal circles. Yeah. Did, y'all didn't. Did y'all do the handbell thing? No handbell. Oh, we totally did that in the in Baptist world, dude. So growing up, my church when I was little, because my, my church was very like traditional Baptist when I was little. Uh, it, it it got much more modern as I got older. But uh, but at Christmas time we would do a singing Christmas tree. Have you seen these things? It, it, I'm going to show you a video. It's yeah, like I'm a pretty gi- sure I've seen it. It's like a giant took up our whole sanctuary from floor to ceiling Christmas tree that basically has risers built into yeah. it. And the choir is like on the tree yes. and sings. And it has all these, like my dad would do the lights for it. <laughs> um, but handbells were always a part of the singing Christmas tree concert, man. That's what's missing from the Shades Valley Christmas Eve service. As a handbell choir. I mean, <laughs> Sharon Ponder obviously has experience, so maybe she could put one together for oh, us. Oh, my word. That would be hilarious. Hey, Jonathan. Mr. Ferris, how are you? You are live on Shades Midweek right now. You're kidding me. No, sir. Hello, Bill. <laughs> John Mark's well, here with me. John Mark. <laughs> oh, we are we are recording a Christmas episode right now, and have you ever uh-huh. seen the movie A Christmas Story where the kid wants a BB gun? Yeah. Well, we are calling people, asking them, what is your Red Rider BB gun? In other words, when you were a kid, or it doesn't have to be when you were a kid, what uh, what's like the thing you really wanted for Christmas, or a Christmas gift you remember getting that was really memorable? That's super easy. Okay, you know, come on. Yeah, when I was in about, uh, I don't know if it was first or second grade, I wanted a pair of black high-top tennis shoes, and I got them. That's awesome. Any any particular brand, or you just, you didn't care, I, just black high-tops? Yeah, I guess they were Converse, but it wasn't, I just wanted black high-tops. And then I remember, I think it was that same year, I got a black holster six-gun that was, um, it was for the show Have Guns, Have Guns Will Travel. Oh, yeah. And uh, Paladin had a little seahorse on the side of the holster. That's and I awesome. used to watch that show. I thought it was the coolest show ever. And <laughs> I got my six gun and I had my, you know, I had my high top black tennis shoes. Man, I was decked out. <laughs> I, was, I was ready for anything. And it was that was one of the very best Christmases that I can ever remember. That's awesome. I love it. That's awesome. Well, thank you, sir, for answering the phone in the middle of the workday and sharing your story with us. 
Well, you are so welcome. I want to know what y'all's were, too, sometimes. Uh, oh, well, all you got to do is listen to the episode. We talked about it before we started making phone calls. That's true. Okay, I will definitely listen. All right, sir. We'll talk to you Thank later. Thank you, Bill. Thank y'all. All right. Appreciate it. Bye. Bye-bye. Man, I wish my kids would just ask for high top temperatures. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's welcome Joe Lee Coker. Joe Lee, special all, guest. Yeah, just got here to all, the building. All of the sudden. Yeah, and so, Joe Lee, we are going to spring on you what we have been springing on all of these people that we're calling, but you'll you'll get a little bit of introduction because we're going to call your husband first and spring it on him. It. So let's see if we can get Nicholas to answer the phone. Mr. Coker, you are live on Shades Midweek right now. How are you doing, sir? Oh, my gosh. No way. I'm doing great. Yeah. Yeah. I got John Mark with me. Hey. And I wish I could tell tell you that you were the first Coker on Shades Midweek, but uh, Jolie is sitting right here, too. Hey, babe. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Nicholas, we've called you for a specific reason. We are recording a Christmas episode right now. And oh, awesome. in light of the spirit of, uh, of the movie A Christmas Story, we're calling people and asking, what is your Red Rider BB gun? So what is something that you as a kid, or it doesn't necessarily have to be as a kid, but something that you really wanted and you received and it was just a magical Christmas? What's like a magical Christmas present you got? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I think mine that I go to is uh, is the Nintendo Wii. Uh, Jolie and I were like the generation for that. It came out when I was nine years old, um, which is the same age that Ralphie is uh, in <laughs> right. the movie, A right. Christmas Story. Um, I also want to say it's the year where I got really into that movie. So I was just able to, to identify, identify with a lot of it um, because of that. <laughs> But yeah, definitely the the Nintendo Wii. It was coming out, and it was it was such a big deal. And it was one of those, you know, they they released it around Christmas time. So it was it was it was not like people had, you know, had gotten it throughout the year, and you know, we all knew about it. It was it was kind of shrouded in mystery, which was which was kind of cool. Yeah, it was the um, it was the first game system to really incorporate like motion sensor stuff. Yes, it was, um, and and that was just like. That was crazy because, you know, coming from the GameCube, you know, that was their, their former console and there was, was nothing like that. Right. Um, and yeah, that it was, yeah, it was day of, I was like Ralphie when he, when he grabs his gun and he runs outside. It was the, it was the same story. It was, I opened it up. My dad was laughing just like the, uh, the old man in a Christmas story. I love it. And, you know, we hooked it up right then and there and started playing some tennis. Oh man. I, I love it. I do got to tell you, though, it does kind of make me really sad to realize that people who are now married were only nine when the Wii came out. That kind of hurts my feelings. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. No, I'm just kidding, man. Well, thanks for answering in the middle of the work day. Of course, yeah. All right. You have a great rest of the day, and uh, we'll talk to you, you soon, too. man. Bye. Yeah, talk to you soon. Bye-bye. All right. All right, well, to, to finish up our Christmas episode, Jolie, we are going to put the same question to you. What is your Red Rider BB gun? Okay, when you ask that question, I love to be prepared. So I was already thinking of two things. But the one I remember literally screaming and sobbing when it happened um, was an iPod Touch. 
So I did not get, I had like an emergency like flip phone for like when I was at football games and stuff in middle school. So I got this, I believe it was probably eighth grade and I don't know what year that was, um, long ago. And so I just had had the flip phone, but I really wanted iPod touch. I have loved music my whole life. And so my dad would like burn CDs for us and stuff. And we have like little iPod shuffles, the ones where you could clip, but getting that iPod touch, I thought I was the coolest kid in school. I pretended (laughs) like it was an iPhone. Oh, for sure. iPhones were already out by that point. It was white and I had this wonderful blue case for it. It, oh my gosh. And I... I did not see my parents for a very long time after <laughs> so I literally remember like getting that on Christmas. They put it up on the tree and I freaked out and I just like played games on it mm. and never talked to my parents again. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was insane. And that thing worked like up until high school. Oh, it wow. was I loved it. That's... And it's same thing he was saying about games. It's just it was just kind of new and I was oh my gosh. That was that was a good time. That's I so still awesome. have it. It's just like a brick. But uh very tiny. Right. Very tiny. Right. Well, Jolie, I have one final question here, and that is, have you ever listened to a Shades Midweek episode about Christmas before? I have not. So, we have come into a, a bit of a tradition as to how we end our, uh, our Christmas episodes, and I am so happy that you came in right here at the end, because that means that you, you for us, we've experienced it several times before and all of that. Yeah. yeah. And (laughs) no, you don't, no, no, you don't have to sing. You just have to enjoy someone else singing. Oh, oh, I know what this is. You know what this is? This is, and I'm ready for it because I watched this video three times yesterday. Really? Oh, well, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, if you don't know, Okay, we end our Christmas episode every year. Ladies and gentlemen, we are privileged to have as our special honored guest this evening, the dynamic Patty LaBelle. I don't know why the video on YouTube is panned to the hard left. Well, you can, repl- you can replace the audio. But this is, this is the video. This is her introduction. At the National Tree Lighting, right? Patty this is during well, the Clinton administration, 1996 National Tree Lighting. I pretend I've never heard this before. Singing in front of the President of the United States. Many distinguished guests. It's about now she realizes her background singers haven't shown up. It really, it really just takes it over the top. I'm gonna add lib all I can. I'm gonna add lib all I can. Because I don't have the right words and I have no background singers. <laughs> I don't have the right words or my background singers. If you've you know, never seen this, please go look it up and watch. It is the. It's gonna be a merry, merry Christmas for you and me. This is the only way to really get. <laughs> Now this is the second verse really she really gets into it a little bit more here. This is great. Presents and cards are here. My world is filled with cheering you. Oh my god. <laughs> this Christmas. Lights twinkle all around. Next car, honey, next car. <laughs> <laughs> 
So many, so many lost Mom. jobs over this. Dude, such pipes. Here comes the background singers. She's rolling her eyes. She's rolling her eyes. She, you know, oh man, terrible. Well, can you imagine? Oh. It's it's the gift that keeps on. <laughs> it is. It really, really is. Well, we hope that you have enjoyed this special kind of year-end wrap-up slash Christmas episode of Shades Midweek from all of us here in Three Stream Studio. We want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. We do have a couple of episodes, I think two specifically, mm -hmm. coming up for the rest of the year, but those are planned out, and we're really excited about both of those. But as far as just us goofing off, this is going to do it for 2022 yeah it's been a great year and uh maybe at the beginning of the year when we have a little more time we can do some of our year-end review things when it comes to the podcast maybe see how many listens we had and all that stuff i just didn't plan any of that for today and we had so many other things to talk about it's so. all good do we have final results for the taco Taco truck. It's controversially the it's it's still still kind of going on a little bit. So so that may too be included they, in that year in. There's at least one more stop that has yet to be revealed. Right. Uh, to the midweek audience, and so once we get that one in, we may call it. Uh, but until such time, Merry Christmas, and we hope that all of you will be caroling through the.